Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. I'm your host, Jordan Prince, and today we have a very full show. You could, for example, imagine that this show is a six-chamber revolver, and every hole's got a bullet in it. And I've taken it, and I've shoved those bullets back into the, the clicky-clacky thing, and I've given it the, the brrrr, I spun it, and, uh, and I'm pointing it right at your ears. Because that means that every single chamber, every single one, is loaded to the brim with power. Guys, today is going to be a really good show. Um, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. We have some uh, like normal artsy-fartsy immigrants things, and we also have some fun things uh, that I want to get to in a little bit. First off, how are you? Uh-huh. Right. I'm so Oh, really? I'm really sorry to hear that. No, I didn't mean to pry. I know it's not my business. I, I was just trying to be... Okay. Yeah, well, maybe next time, don't make it so... Oh, oh, I can't be angry now? I'm not allowed to be angry now? Who do you think you are? I'm just trying to ask... It's for the show. It's for the podcast. It's for the people. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, we have a really nice show today, and I'm excited to be here. It's, uh, strangely enough, finally some nice weather on the day that I'm recording this. And if you can't tell from the start so far, it's another show where it's just old me, just old Jordan Prince hopping on the solo train to give you another quirky edition, uh, another, you know, uh, not the clearest lens of um, storytelling. Uh, the, the mind does tend to wander, as I mentioned in the previous episode. I do think I have attention issues, and uh, I will spiral, and I will branch off. And this will be a flower that grows in all different directions, and you just have to hope that the one you land on faces the sun. Um, yeah, this is a really nice day outside. We got some good news in. Um, I am actually in the workings of uh, perhaps having a really cool sponsor for my radio show, Um I have been talking to this lovely guy who works a Southern Comfort Food food truck here in Munich. Um, this guy, Dom, I met him a couple of years ago, or no, maybe it was just last year. He opened up this food truck, and I gotta say, it is by far the most authentic uh, fried chicken sandwich that I've ever tasted in, since America. I mean, you think about the classics in America like Popeye's, Chick-fil-A, KFC. I mean, these places have some boppin' chicken. And you just don't get that kind of thing here in Munich. There's the occasional good juicy chicken. There's this one Taiwanese place in Munich that has uh, reasonably good juicy chicken. But, you know, to get that classic American buttermilk bread, toasted butter, fried chicken sandwich, you just don't come across it. And this place has it. This place is doing it right. This place, you know, this place is on the pedestal. This place is on the right path. And when I found it, I was just, mm, mm, oh my God. Mm. Oh, really? Wow. You know, I was just so invested in that juicy, oozy flavor. And uh, yeah, so I have always been looking for the right kind of Sponsors for this radio show, <clears throat> I never wanted to work with um, a company or a place that I didn't like or support. I mean, that's how I sort of ended up in that in that Tolman situation, which I will also get to in a little bit um, because there's been some developments. But with the chicken place, yeah, I love it and it makes good stuff and it's run by this, you know, one guy and his wife and it's really cool. So uh, we have basically come to an agreement that, it, you know, like there's always... There's always steps to this sort of thing. First, you you meet, you talk about maybe the idea, the prospect. You know, if people have to brainstorm and think, oh, and do who is this guy? American, English program, radio show. Do I need advertising money? And then finally, you get to like really stage one, which is talking about an actual plan. 
So a few weeks ago, I sent him this big email explaining what I think we could do. There was a few different options. Um, you know, I pitched, uh, of course, doing a sponsorship for the radio show, which is the one he ended up choosing. I also talked about doing maybe some uh, TikTok advertisements because uh, for those who follow me on TikTok and Instagram, I have done I've done a couple of commercials for this beer company, this brewery, brewery, uh, because I love their beer and uh, that got along really well. That was really cool. And the third idea was to maybe film like a. I don't know. I, the thing is, I prefer long-term agreements, um, doing things, you know, that either can keep going indefinitely, like potentially the Toman thing, or something that's at least a few months long. So the the payout benefits are a bit better than just a one-time thing. But, the, you know, the, what was I going to say? The, um, the, the beer company thing is, yeah, just a couple of videos, you know, now, now that's over. So I wanted something different with the chicken. And so the option of the radio show was the one they, they favored the most. And that's great for me. Um, the way that works is if, if they agree with everything, with all the terms with the sales department, then they will get, you know, these, uh, segments. Oh, sorry. There was a noise there. They'll get some segments, like sort of like an ad on the show that I will read. And then, um, you know, they pay the station to have that ad read for a length of time, and I will get a percentage of that money. So that's why I prefer the longer term. It, it, it makes more sense. And yeah, so we did the stage one. We made the pitch, and they agreed on the radio show. And then, you know, we had another visit. We chatted a bit more. And then really just today, we had our in-depth phone call on talking about, is this something they want to go forward with? And thankfully, uh, he said yes. So let's see. Let's keep our fingers crossed on that. It might be some uh, more you know, side pocket income for the J-Man. Uh, I have become like the king of a side job income in the last year or so. Like my regular work being, um, you know, the radio show in general, like as a, as a moderator. But then these sort of like side pocket things, like, you know, now getting paid for the podcast, working on this other basketball podcast, which uh, is for M94.5, if Germans are into basketball. It's called Buzzer, Buzzer Beater. And uh, I almost fumbled that. I almost uh, double dribbled on buzzer beater. But it's, yeah, these little side pocket jobs. And then like Toman came up out of nowhere. And then I was doing these ads for the beer thing. So maybe this ends up being another little side pocket hustle. Side pocket hustle would be a great funk band. Side pocket hustle. I like that. I'm going to write that down. Uh, Anyway, so it looks good. And if they agree with everything for the sales department with agreeing the the cost and the length and stuff, then we'll go forward and then I'll, I'll have it running. So, you know, uh, keep your fingers crossed. And with, so the updates with Tolman, basically, um, I, the last time I spoke about it, I guess I was saying that it was a bit, uh, I don't remember exactly where it stood last time I talked about it, but um, we were in a sort of standstill where I wasn't really sure if it was going to keep going. We weren't really sure what was going to happen if they wanted to continue, if they wanted to, um, you know, I'm, I made some videos, but it just quite wasn't quite working out the way that they wanted. And it was a bit frustrating for all parties. I mean, I, you know, some things they had problems with, I totally understood and, you know, could have fixed them. And some problems were things that they probably could have told me earlier in the drafts and made it a bit clearer. Like it, you know, it hasn't been the world's best communication um, from from either side. You know, it's, it's okay. It's 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 not like the worst thing ever, but it's just not been like perfectly uh, easy going. It, it wasn't as easy going as I think either of us thought it was going to be. So the way we have arranged it now is we ha- had a little talk, uh, me and the correspondent from that company, and we decided that we would give it one more chance. So, the way it is now is I will go forward with uh, next month making one more draft, um, probably doing a different artist. You know, the first draft, we did it like four times, and it was the same video with the same script and the same band over and over. And I think we're all just kind of burned out on that. So, I'm going to try with someone else and see if having different jokes and a different script and a different flow perhaps gives it a better 
you know, makes it a, a better outcome. And, you know, they don't, they won't see the same jokes and go like, oh, this video, you know, this video just isn't working. It could be that the, the topic just isn't working in the first video and we keep critiquing the, the way it's shot and edited. But anyway, so yeah. And now I have a brand new cell phone, which is the size of an iPad. Um, you know, I was going to just wait until my contract ran out to get a new phone. I'm not usually one who immediately thinks about getting a new phone. It's it's new for me. It's still an older model, but I had an iPhone 8 and it was running totally fine. I've had it for a long time. And then a few weeks ago, it just shattered. Like the screen was split in a million cracks because uh, I dropped it, which is uh, super cool. And it was still working, but I just thought I really can't keep doing this. I, I make so many videos online. I need to have a better phone for this. And um, yeah, I found a refurbished website, which had an iPhone 10s Max, um, which is still an older model. You know, now they have the 13 Pro, so it's a few years old. But if you guys have not seen a 10s Max phone, it's enormous. I mean, it's definitely a good bit heavier than the 13s and the 12s. Like, those are bigger phones, but they're very light. And this 10, 10S, it's not super, super heavy, but it's just, it's enormous. It's got this like six and a half inch diameter screen. Um, I love it. I mean, it's cool to have such a big phone, but it's um, it's really big. I really didn't expect that, <laughs> um, but it's cool. And I mean, like update wise, I'm just thinking if there's anything else that's really on my mind. Uh, you know, we ha- yeah, there's the chicken thing, there's the ego thing, uh, there's the Tolman thing, um, the, the new phone, which I'm sure has just been riveting information for you guys so far. Uh, Mo is still not with us for this episode. I'm not sure if he's going to be back for the next one or for the one after, but he will be back soon. He's a busy boy. He's a busy, busy boy. And... Yeah, I'm actually working on a little bit of new music. I'm very grateful to have the opportunity to perhaps make a new song or two with my friend Giovanni. And yeah, I'll keep you guys posted about that if we drop that music soon. Um, That'll be pretty exciting. It's a little bit of a different direction than what I normally do. So I'll just be doing it as a collaboration with him. It's more of his composition and his arrangements. And I'm just building the the vocal arrangement and building the the melody and the lyrics and stuff. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. And this this TV show job, um, it's funny. Sometimes I feel like I just have to unload everything that's going on in my work life because part of me goes, well, it's artsy fartsy immigrants. This is the artsy fartsy part, right? Like people who tune in to to maybe see what is an American creative doing in Munich. But maybe it's also really boring to just go through all this work. I don't know. I, I know that like two or three people care. <laughs> so maybe that's the audience I'm playing to. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I finished this contract with this um, TV station. Oh, actually, I need to write that down. Yeah. And I'm really, I'm really happy with how it came out. In the end, after all these tracks that I made, they chose uh, eight songs and we are going to publish them and get the contract signed and everything. It's all done. And I got my final payment installment. Um, so I'm really happy with it. And the show should finally come out on TFAL Now uh, from the network RTL in uh, early to mid-March. So very excited about that. Okay, well, guys, we did a little cut there. Uh, it's the magic of entertainment. I didn't have to tell you that I did an edit there, but I'm being honest. I did an edit there. Okay, we've had uh, a slow start, but now things are going to pick up. I just wanted to catch everybody up on what's been going on, but the most important thing is what's going on in the world. So actually, there's this website called thelocal.de, and for those who know my videos uh, from TikTok or from uh, Instagram that are these German words, I have found quite a lot of interesting German words from this website. It's basically, like for the Germans, it's kind of like Deutsche Welle, which means that uh, for those non-Germans, it's a website that's about news in Germany, but it's in English. So if it's, you know, for uh, non-natives who want to know what's going on in Germany. And I saw this article today, 
and the title is What It's Like Traveling to Germany from the USA in the COVID Era. And I thought about my parents who came last uh, fall and what that might have been like for them. And I wonder how it's changed now because next month I'm going to be going to the States and um, I'm curious you know, what that process is going to be like going to the States from Germany in the COVID era now, the way it is with Omicron, um, you know, traveling with the whole gang is going to be quite uh, an adventure, I think, <laughs> hopefully for better. And coming back might also be kind of tricky. So I wanted to see what this what this says. Um, from arriving at the airport extra early and navigating various government rules to dealing with Germany's strict COVID measures, here's U.S.-based writer uh, Phil Schaff's Schaff. That's funny. That's a German word. Schaff. It's a sheep. Uh, Phil Sheep's experience and tips for other travelers after visiting Germany from the states. So this was actually from just a few days ago. It's from this month. International travel in the COVID era is not a matter of packing a bag, grabbing your passport, and heading to the airport. Well, duh. I mean, come on. Yeah, of course. Rather, it's managing a series of evolving airline and government regulations in order to arrive at your destination. Here's what it took for this traveler based in Santa Fe to get to Germany twice in 2021, first in early September, and then for the holidays in 2021, noting any changes over the course of these two trips. So let's see what happens with Pilt with uh, Pill Sheep <laughs> uh, in his adventure from leaving the States. So Phil writes, to board my flights in America, I needed three items, a passport, a medical grade or N95 slash KN95 mask, yeah, and my CDC issued vaccination card. There was also a third requirement that, I had to, that had to be met within three days of entry into Germany, and that was to register with the German authorities via their digital entry registration website. Yeah, that's common. So, you know, for those who live, who live in the States and um, don't who sometimes travel to Germany, this is really, I mean, this is really common, especially now that not only do you have your, your passport uh, and a mask, but you also have to have this uh, vaccination card, a proof of your vaccination. In Germany, we have it, I think in, in the States too, you, probably you have it on your phone, like a QR code proving like I'm boosted, I'm, I've got my shots, blah, you know, everything, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then sometimes you have to end, you have to register with the digital entry registration to say, hey, I'm coming and I'm vaccinated and here's where I'm going to be. Phil continues, based on the status that applies to your country of origin at the time of the submission, the user-friendly website will either have you enter the specific details of your itinerary or determine that you're not coming from a high-risk area and terminate the session. Right. So if you're coming from a place that doesn't have a lot of numbers and a lot of trouble, then it should be okay. Last June, I flew... Uh, from Munich into um, New Orleans. And I was nervous that it was going to be so high risk that they wouldn't let me get in. And that was the um, that was the biggest stress, I guess, for trying to make that work. Uh, he says, for my trip in September, I had to complete the full registration process, which took about 10 minutes. That's not too bad. And then print out a three-page document to present to Border Control upon landing. For traveling in late November, the website said that I was not coming from a high-risk area and did not need to register, ending the session at about three minutes. So, please note that the USA has been deemed a high-risk area as of December 25th, 2021, so completing the registration process is a mandatory step for Americans who currently want to fly to Germany at the moment. Also, you can only register within three days of your landing as that is the date when you enter Germany. Right, of course, that makes sense. Also, like when you get your PCR test flying in or out of Germany, you know, you want to have that within 72 hours usually uh, from the leaving day. Two final recommendations on departure. So he says, first, get to the airport three uh, three hours prior to takeoff to avoid any last-minute chaos with respect to documentation as airline employees have a greater work burden these pandemic times. That's decent advice, actually, I'd say. The the common go-to rule for flying internationally is two hours before takeoff. Um, that's the standard. You don't want to be there any later than that. Um, and, you know, you usually do have some spare time in the end of it all, but two hours is a great amount of time to casually go through get checked in, go through security, do your whole luggage bit, and be at your gate 
you know, with plenty of time to spare. Usually that's my favorite part of flying is having gone through security and the bag is checked and I'm just waiting at the gate where my flight will take off, you know, let's say 45 minutes from now or an hour even. And that's the best because then all the hard work is done. Then I usually just go get a, a coffee, um, a little sandwich or something, and then I can just sit and relax, use the bathroom, whatever, and just get prepared for the um, the flight in general. Then all the stress is over. You know, I hate I hate flying, and I don't. I'm not afraid of flying. I'm not afraid to be on airplanes or anything like that. But the process for me, honestly, the most anxiety comes from going through security. I don't know why. And like, there's this joke that people say of like you get this fear that you're like, did someone put drugs in my bag? Did someone put knives and guns in my bag? You just worry so much, like, am I going to get busted for something? And usually I'm the guy who's like five people back who stands there with a laptop under the arm, shoes in the hand, belt in the bag, like, you know, everything ready to go. My phone, my keys, everything's in my hand. Everything's ready to be put down um, at the beginning of the line, you know, just because I get so anxious about it. He says, secondly, wear the mask on the plane. Yes, medical masks are sufficient for for flying, but they do not meet current German uh, guidelines. Oh, man, they do not meet current German guidelines, and you will have to purchase a qualifying FFP2 model soon after arrival in order to enter businesses. That's right. So I think that's actually fair. Flying that long with a mask is tough. Uh, I had to do that back in June, and... Um, We're going to have to do it next month when we go to the States to have a mask. And what I like to do for longer flights like that is bring two or three and, you know, every few hours rotate them out so you have a fresh mask because just breathing that stale air in and, you know, getting to the airport, you get sweaty, you get stressed, and then you're just huffing it in. It's it's nice to have something fresh. Uh, And it's it's a requirement, you know, so... um, It says, since N95 masks are considered equivalent to FFP2, you will be fully compliant upon landing if you are wearing one. Landing in Germany. The border slash customs control experience for both trips was routine, a simple review of my passport and CDC-issued vaccination card. Interestingly, the border agent did not ask for my registration for entry papers that I carried in September. I did, however, give it to him, and he looked at it, saw my name on the first page, smiled, and handed it back to me on the ground and in town from best practices to 2G. So, in September, a medical mask, ID, official vaccination card, and completing a contract tracing form, tracing form, was all an individual needed to enter an establishment and be seated. This changed for the 2021 winter trip as 2G, which I'll explain uh, for those who don't know, geimpft and oregenesen, um, vaccinated or recovered was the rule. So, uh, this is an interesting term that you see here in Germany a lot with 2G and 3G. Um, it's because of the way that the language is built around past tense words. Um, if you, you know, essen is to eat, and if you already ate, you did eat, it's gegessen, G-E-essen, um, or you, uh, gegessen, yeah. Um, and then like, Impfung is a vaccination, and if you are vaccinated, you you had your shot, you're geimpft, um, or, you know, to be recovered, genesen, um, and there's the third one, there's uh, vaccinated, recovered, wait, oh no, I'm so stupid, geimpft, genesen, and, oh no, I'm so dumb, what's, what's uh, vaccinated, recovered, or tested, right, getested, tested yeah duh um so they have a lot of rules for concerts um for events in germany if you're trying to be around a lot of people for any reason um they usually have a 2g or 3g rule and that means 2g's geimpft or genesen vaccinated or recovered or 3g is you're tested vaccinated or recovered for those who choose not to get vaccinated for whatever reason um so that would be the rules for that. Um, He says, put simply, 2G means wearing the mask, providing ID, showing proof of vaccination or recovery to access venues such as bars, restaurants, hotels. That's right. 
Exemptions are in uh, to-go circumstances. For example, buying a cup of coffee at a cafe to-go means wearing the proper mask to enter the establishment. Yada, yada, yada. On the subway, 3G rules. That's right, meaning the unvaccinated people could travel too, but have to prove, uh, show proof of a negative COVID test. Um, transportation employees in yellow vests uh, stood on the platforms of some high-traffic stations, uh, for example, Marienplatz, which for those who don't know is like pretty center Munich, very touristy area, a lot of shops and sightseeing. Um, <clears throat> they stood there to make sure that the people wore masks, but not at the more remote locations. He says, amazingly, I did not see one person on an U-Bahn, S-Bahn bus or tram who was not wearing a mask. That's a good point. In general, the Germans are quite good about following these rules. I mean, what a surprise. The Germans are good at following the rules. They're very good at following the rules. We love order. Yeah, alles ist in Ordnung. We love the rules, yeah. Um, yeah, they're good at following rules. What can I say? And I'm kind of happy for it. So, I mean, there's only a few instances where you come across the, the hypocrisy of, of following rules in Germany. Um, you know, like if you're on the sidewalk and there's a bike lane and you are standing in that bike lane for even a second when there's a, a cyclist nearby, you're going to hear this You're in the way. Get out of the way. You're in the cyclist's uh, path. And I've talked about cyclists before on this show, and I am not a fan of the culture. I do ride a bike, but not like these guys. Not like these guys. And yeah. Um, there's some, uh, uh, but then you're on a bike and then there's someone in your path and maybe you don't ring the bell and then they're mad at you for not ringing the bell. It's a whole thing. Um, and there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of rules to follow and you get yelled at if you're driving funny or you walking funny or biking funny. The Germans do not like to laugh. So don't be funny. Be the Werner Herzog of your life. Take control and do not be funny. I'm, I am joking. Of course, there are funny Germans, um, but um, I've, I've found them all and I've made them my friends so that uh, I can make fun of the rest of them without getting into trouble. Yes. Isn't that right, Moritz? Yes. <laughs> they like following rules and they're good at it. So I'm thankful for that because um, Corona shit is really freaky and uh, but i am getting to a point with it honestly i don't want to talk about corona too much it kind of sucks but um there i am getting to a point now where i'm kind of accepting that i will get it and, and my family will get it and it's just going to be something that we get through um i pretty much accepted that you know we we will get it and i think once you do that the fear of it kind of goes away but it does it is frustrating of course and i think honestly if everyone just kind of gets it already then you know the ones who weren't vaccinated who might you know they'll just deal with what they'll just deal with it as they deal with it because they wanted to deal with it that way and then those who are vaccinated maybe deal with it and they have uh, you know less symptoms and uh, yeah then we can just go on our merry way i am realizing more and more that since corona hits hard um i was already kind of reclusive but i still found myself being relatively social but with Corona, I found myself being more and more reclusive. I'm, uh, I think I said reclusive twice, but I, I just mean like I'm more, I'm way more introverted and reclusive than I, than I was. I mean, I think about 2016, 2017, 2018, I had a big friend group, I feel, and I was seeing somebody, uh, I was seeing people like a few times a week. Um, I also know that my, my family circumstances have changed that for a short term, um, but it, it was even like in 2020, you know, 2020 and, uh, part of 2019. No, 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 not 2019. That's when it started, but it really hit Germany in 2020. That's when I became pretty inclusive, uh, or sorry, not inclusive. I accept everybody now became more reclusive in the way that like, you know, we snuck away to this, um, this house in the mountains for like a month and, then we, you know, went back to Munich and we, we, everyone was getting tested to visit. We were getting vaccinated. It was this whole thing. And in, with no concerts at all, I feel like I have no idea what any musicians are even doing in Germany anymore. I used to go to some sort of show, an open mic, uh, improv show, comedy, 
you know, some sort of performance, anything, maybe twice a week, every week, I'd go see something somewhere. There's so many venues in Munich that used to do open mics and stuff. And it was fun to see people that you knew. And you would be invited to maybe take over for a musician at, at a gig, like kind of last minute, hey, I'm playing guitar in this thing. Um, you just have to follow these cues. It's a hundred bucks. You want to pop in? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Free beer. Um, but none of that stuff has happened in so long now. And I, I have realized that like, I don't really call that many people anymore. I have like a much smaller, closer group, which is good for the long run, but I just don't really like touch base as much and go out as much, uh, as I used to. And that's something I miss. Um, thankfully everyone's here is, is being safe, wearing the masks and following the rules. And hopefully we get through that soon. And then, uh, I'm going to be a big cat on the town again. Um, so he says to enter a restaurant signage instructs guests to wait near the entrance in order to show their vaccination status. Right. Mm-hmm. You want to show that you're clean to go before you get seated. I have been to a couple of restaurants in Munich where they didn't check, but I think they just assume, um, and you can usually have your proof on your phone Anyway, he says one might think that the process would produce a bottleneck effect at the establishment's entrance, but the wait never took longer than two or three minutes, often less. He's right. Um, once your status was validated, you could take your mask off once you're seated at the table, but the, uh, you know, the waiters and waitresses still wear one. Um, he says most hotels, um, one second... Uh, most hotels have a clear plastic barrier at the front desk and guests need to be FFP2 mask compliant. Provide proof of vaccination and show a personal ID and check-in. Supermarkets, pharmacies, drugstores, and many other retail outlets also have plastic shields at their registers and each business requires a qualifying mask to enter. Small shops such as bakeries would post signs about how many people were allowed indoors at one time, and customers uniformly followed the rules. What did, what, what did I say? What did I say before, huh? What did I say? Did you, did you, did, did you, did you pick up on that? Let's, let's, let's look at that one again. Customers uniformly followed the rules. You know what that means. It means that Germans love their rules. The Germans love their rules. They are always following the rules. If you are a German who does not follow the rules, then you are not a German at all. You are not a German at all. So anyway, uh, customers uniformly followed the rules, queuing up on sidewalks, waiting to enter the store when the maximum number of people were inside, only entering after a person left. That's right. I've been at the post office before, and it says like, okay, only three customers inside, and you see the queue of people outside the building just waiting, and then, you know, someone comes out, someone goes in. Two people come out, two people go in, and just, you know... Everyone's just playing the game, man. You got to play the game and be a nice guy. Just do it the best you can. Um, let's see. People of all ages did an admirable job of following the recommended best practices. Well, I would hope so. Flowing in and out of business establishments without incident. On the handful of occasions where I witnessed someone entering a space with the wrong mask, the merchant would politely inform the person of the need to upgrade their mask in order to enter the store. I never saw that. Uh, well, I saw, I saw somebody wearing a surgical mask in a grocery store once, and, a, and, a, and the cashier was like, don't wear that next time. Like, wear a normal mask, idiot. Uh, there's, like, specific aisles to come in and come out of the store. I think that's the general gist of this. Uh, well, he says, make no mistake, COVID has negatively impacted Germans and their preferred routines. The famed Christmas market at yeah, the Weihnachtsmarkt um, that normally dominates Munich's Marineplatz, for example, was canceled. Yeah, that's that was sad. That we missed that last year. But holiday cheer existed elsewhere at the Viktualienmarkt and at smaller neighborhood squares such as Wienerplatz, places where Glühwein was served and people gathered to celebrate. There were some things like that. That's true. But the main Christmas market wasn't there, which is was a shame. He says, as a visitor, it was a simple matter of adjustments. For example, the Nuremberger Bratwurst Glückel Glückel am Dom. The Nuremberger Bratwurst Glückler am Dom restaurant has a uh, Stehauschank, Stehauschank, 
where customers buy a beer at a window located inside a side door to the built. This sounds like it's it's too wordy. The Nürnberger Bratwurst Schluckalam Dam restaurant has a stray house shunk where customers buy a beer at a window located inside a door to the building and then stand in the adjacent courtyard to enjoy it. This guy should have just said, they, this guy should have just said, for example, uh, one restaurant had uh, a very convenient way. You could buy a beer at a window. Now, you don't have to make it so wordy. This like It was four lines of paragraph for one sentence. Um, due to the G2 rules, something, something was closed, but the workaround was easy, blah, blah, blah. Returning to the States. Okay, so this is kind of relevant to me now. And that's what's most important. Flying back to the United States requires logistical... <laughs> Flying back to the United States requires logistical discipline as travelers need a negative viral COVID test result within one day of the return flight. Some of the ubiquitous rapid tests do not meet the requirement in place, so I got a PCR test. That's right. I got a PCR test as well. I think everyone just should do that. Why not? Makes sense. It's expensive, but it's thorough, and then you can fly, so just do it. Um, it says, final thoughts, reminders, and recommendations. Before you depart for Germany, register, blah, blah, blah. Before you return to the USA, have a PCR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this wasn't so enlightening, but what I do think, uh, it, it was, you know, it's cool, it's interesting, um, but I think it's time to turn the show into something a little juicier. I have a little bit of a surprise for you guys today. Um, today's show is going to have a segment now um, that I've heard on, I've heard a couple of shows do this segment, but I really wanted to do it myself and to um, show <laughs> show this part of the world. So for those who don't know, especially living in Germany, so there's a website called Craigslist. And part of it is a little bit like eBay Kleinanzeigen, where you can sell things like, oh, I'm selling this car for 200 bucks or, you know, this phone or, um, you know, a table, ping pong table. So it's some of it's like selling and organizing things amongst people. Some of it is looking for jobs. Um, it's, it's like this big community board, really, um, like across all of America and um, some of it's really helpful and normal and, you know, on the surface. And some of it's just so weird. Some of it, particularly the part that we're going to look at, is called missed connections. So what that means is that the following missed connections I'm going to pick out from this particular list. Uh, and what, what's normally a missed connection is that, let's say you are shopping at a supermarket buying oranges and you look over and you see a person buying watermelons and you think wow that person is so attractive and maybe that person looks you in the eyes and maybe you have like a little moment oh what they're looking at me too oh that's oh hi <laughs> Ooh, i hope i look okay fix my hair let me fix my shirt smell my breath <laughs> and then you know you have this little thing like this little ding and then that person goes off, never to be seen again. You would go home and go on Craigslist, click Missed Connections, and type a post. Something like, something titled like, Supermarket Watermelon. And then you would click it and say, I was at the supermarket buying oranges yesterday around 3.30. You were looking at watermelons wearing a black shirt. We had a moment. Our eyes met. And then you wandered off, and I really hope if you see this one day that we can meet up. Blah, blah, blah. So, missed connections. Missed chances. Missed opportunities. Well, the list I've found today is called uh, the Craigslist's Best All-Time Missed Connections. It's called, um, let's see here, the best of, and here's some rules that they set in place um, before we read. Postings are nominated by Craigslist readers and are not necessarily endorsed by the Craigslist staff. I think they have to say that because some of these are funky. Postings may be explicitly sexual, scatological, offensive, graphic, tasteless, and or not funny. 
That's so exactly what this is. That's so exactly what misconnections is. If you see copyrighted material not original to Craigslist, please let us know. If you're under 18, please use your back button and seek parental guidance. Are you serious? You think a... Oh, my God. Do you think anything, any age that has enager, <laughs> you know, like 13-ager, 14-ager, 15-ager, 16-ager, 17-ager, do you think these ages are going to read that and go, oh, oh, my goodness, well, I'm 17. I better use my back button and seek parental guidance. Get the f*** out of here. And finally, by continuing, by continuing, you release Craigslist from any liability arising from your use of best of Craigslist. This is fantastic. Um, so what we have here is, uh, you know, fan voted best of. Uh, Craigslist, as mentioned before, uh, can be explicitly sexual, scatological, offensive, graphic, tasteless, and or not funny at all. Uh, and I'm going to look first now for the best uh, title that I can find. Um, let's just start off with number one. It's from uh, May, uh, area Vancouver, British Columbia. The title is An Open Letter to the Person Who Called the Police. Here we go. Ready? Where do I begin? First off, thank you. Thanks for being in the right place at the right time and doing the right thing. Oh, wait. This sounds like an actually good one. Oh, wait. This sounds like an actually good one. Okay. I was expecting this to be loaded, but I think it's genuine. <laughs> what a bummer to start one off with the genuine letter. Let's just finish it. Okay. Where do I begin? Thank you. Being in the right place at the right time. On a cold January night, you saw my husband swerving all over the road. You followed him while dialing 911. I hadn't been able to reach him for a few hours and was frantic by the time this happened. He was out driving under the influence. I appreciate you and everything you did for us. Yes, he was drunk hammered even and because of your actions he was arrested and charged also because of your actions he didn't cause an accident he didn't hurt anyone else and he was able to come home to us he is now sober and he has been for a few months this was a huge wake-up call for him he is deeply remorseful and is still dealing with his actions hasn't been easy but i really believe that your phone call saved his life and possibly the lives of others and many thanks his wife okay so that one's just you know a genuinely nice one uh, seems to be the best one of 2019. Let's look at an interesting one. Prick on the patio at Wild Wings from Charleston. For your own health and the general good of society, I need you to find Jesus. If he doesn't work for you, take up yoga or progressive... What? If he, if he doesn't work for you, take up yoga or progressive muscle relaxation. Maybe even give Valium a try. Better yet, seek counseling from a licensed therapist because, buddy, you don't know me, but you seem crazy, all caps. I'm the lady seated next to you on the patio at Wild Wing Cafe in North Charleston today. Instead of a nice lunch with my mother, I was treated to your delightful 45-minute diatribe of filth. What is going on in this story? Your performance of what I can only assume was a toddler's tempered tantrum was truly inspired. FYI, in most civilized society, when the lovely woman dining with you repeatedly begs you, sh sh shut up, you really should shut up. Given that the actual child at your table seems to be still of an impressionable age, I strongly encourage you to expand your vocabulary. As something of a word enthusiast myself, oh, don't call yourself a word enthusiast. I almost don't want to, like, sympathize with you anymore. I was impressed with your highly diverse use of expletives. Who hasn't marveled at the myriad nuances of the f Now she's just trying to show that she's a word enthusiast who hasn't marveled at the myriad nuances of the F-bomb. It won Matt Damon and Ben Affleck an Oscar for Goodwill Hunting. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? She's really... She's lost my sympathy, guys. I, I want the guy who was cursing a lot to win this one. It won Matt Damon and Ben Affleck an Oscar for Goodwill Hunting. Does she... That's what she thinks Goodwill Hunting is? It's just Matt Damon and Ben Affleck dropping the F-bomb the whole time? Wow. Okay, wow. Uh, here we go. Pretty sure I read an article about how people who swear more are creative, who swear are more creative, but time and place, man. Time and place. 
Sunday, time and place. Repeat it. He needs to repeat it. Sunday supper on the Wild Wings. First off, you're having a Sunday supper on the Wild Wings patio. How much of a word enthusiast can you be to be at the summer? Uh, how much of a, like, how, where, where's your pedestal? How, like, how, 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 how high on the pedestal can you be? If you're at the, if you're on the patio at the Wild Wing Cafe next to this guy, you're just exactly the same as him. Just move your table. Anyway, she says, uh, "Where is it? Right time. Uh, Sunday supper on the Wild Wings patio. Crawling with kids is neither time nor place." Judgy vocabulary critique aside, judgy vocabulary critique aside, here's an observation I think is relevant. In the course of about an hour, you had not one positive thing to say about anything. Wait, okay, is she going on here? Let's see. Okay, so this woman literally just complains the whole time and calls the guy... Oh, at the end, she's very cool. She calls him an asshat. Uh, quit being an asshat. I guess that's that's a very word enthusiast. Um, stop being an asshat. Um, this one... Here we go. This. This. Third time is the charm. This is a genuine... Um, missed connection here. It's called the Graveyard Vigilante Slayer. And there's codes for who you're searching for. If you're a woman looking for a man, you're a man looking for a woman, there's codes W4M, woman for man, M4W. So this is W4M, woman for man. This is written by a woman. And it goes like this. I knew we were meant to be I knew we were meant to be the moment you said Hillary Clinton was a lizard person. I didn't care that you liked wearing socks with your flip-flops or that you liked to dress in all-black leather. I didn't judge you for being hashtag Team Edward or Bernie. Truth is, you make me laugh to the point my chapped lips bleed. As I lay at night awake writing in my pink and purple My Little Pony journal, I snuggle up to my waifu pillow, wafu pillow and wish it was you. I vision you standing there with your Fabio hair blowing in the wind. In one hand, you have a hammer, and in the other is a pack of vagina dental dam. What? You will probably never see this, but if you do, ride off with me in the sunset on my George Jetson mop. We get it. You watch TV. Uh, come live a life together on a farm, breeding horses simulation style. Uh, I will never force you to drink shitty drinks like Bud Light, Bud Light, and we can, one word, Bud Light, and we can have pet rats and train them to do cool tricks. So much to unpack in this, so much. First off, why is it called Graveyard Vigilante Slayer? Sounds like a video game. Sounds like a murderer. It sounds like a true crime. I was expecting something like terror. But then the first, the first sentence should win a, Pul- a, a Pulitzer for like most interestingly constructed sentence. I knew we were meant to be the moment you said Hillary Clinton was a lizard person. I can't tell if that's sarcasm or not. Didn't care that you liked wearing socks with your flip-flops or that you liked to dress in all black leather. So this guy had like a leather, I'm guessing a leather jacket, leather pants, and then socks with flip-flops? Where was he? At the Wild Wing Cafe? I didn't judge you for being hashtag Team Edward way too old of a hashtag. Way too old. Well, I don't get it. You're being hashtag Team Edward or Bernie, so hashtag Team Bernie. So wait... Okay, maybe it is. Well, maybe this is ironic. No, it can't be. I I don't know. I don't know. And the point is, we're moving on. We're moving on to a better story. We're moving on to one where a uh, couple uh, is looking for a man. And the title of this uh, missed uh, connection is uh, so wonderful. It's just, you farted during boyhood. Boyhood is in quotations, which means the Richard Linklater movie. So... You farted during the movie Boyhood. Here we go. There we were, just enjoying a nice, quiet Saturday night at the movies. A slow mover, Linklater's Boyhood. Some popcorn, a few sodas. Nothing really happens in the film, we found. 
For about 90 minutes or so, we stare listlessly. I hate that word because I I kind of stumble over some words and listlessly is just... It's so much. For about 90 minutes or so, we stare listlessly at the screen. It's a thinking man's film, I say. Beautifully shot. It's about life and death and relationships and things of that nature. I hate when you say exactly what something's about and then you say things of that nature. Like, it's about life and death and relationships and things of that nature. It's like, no, there's, what other thing of that nature is, uh, like, there's death and then what's the thing of that nature? You Life, you said life. Okay, there's life and death and things of that nature. <sighs> life and death and relationships. Should have stopped there. Just then, at a brief carefully timed cinematic pause and dialogue an enormous fart from somewhere in the back pierces an otherwise silent movie theater it had the impact of a baseball bat hitting a leather couch (laughs) or george foreman working the heavy Oh my God, it had the impact of a baseball bat hitting a leather couch or George Foreman working the heavy bag. Whack! Loud, deep, and masculine. The seat cushion heroically absorbed most of the blow, but not enough that each and every good person in the movie theater instantly burst (laughs) burst into nervous laughter. The laughter continued for what felt like a good five minutes until tears streamed down our faces. Even well after the blast, we quietly chuckled to ourselves with a, remember the time that guy farted in the movie theater gleam in our eyes? And just like that, with a soft chuckle and a deep breath, we were back into the movie. Things happened. People drove around Texas. Relationships came and went. There was crying. There was hope. And things of that nature. I'm kidding. She didn't say and things of that nature, but she could have because it doesn't matter because you can put that empty statement anywhere. It was as if we had all forgotten about the fart that had brought us together that night. As the sun began to set on screen, the teenage boy, no longer a boy, transitions into an adult before our very eyes and looks intently, lustfully, into a young girl's eyes as if to lean in for a kiss. And another fart from the back row, like two giant hands clapping together. And the screen goes dark, roll credits. We decided after laughing our way out of the theater and all the way home that this was the best movie we had ever seen. I imagined the lone fartist sauntering off into the sunset. His work here is done. If only I could say thank you, kind sir. You are truly a master of your craft. Man, I wish I would have been at this movie. Oh boy, let me tell you, there's something you know. This occasional things that go down at a movie theater that can either excite you or disappoint you greatly. One of the things that can disappoint you, of course, is when somebody doesn't put their feet down uh, on your chair. You know, I've seen that before. Hey, get your feet down. That's rude, and they just kind of ignore it. Then you either have to pull some petty game like going around sitting behind them and putting your feet on their chair, but then it can always start a fight, and then you're in a fight, and then your movie's over, you know? Then you're kicked out of the cinema. And the non, uh, the positive size that can really excite you is with something like this, you know? When someone gets that maybe a movie is kind of a drag, and they just, they have it, they have a fart or like a burp or something, and they know exactly that if they wait until the right moment when it's just somber enough to get into the movie, and they rip it, then the people watching the movie are going to really appreciate that. And it's going to be such a good time. I, uh, I mean, I remember being in the cinema a few times growing up and there was always a mixture. Either I was like sitting there alone watching a movie or like sneaking in with a friend to watch something I wasn't supposed to, or, you know, there would be a, a school group watching something and getting shushed constantly by some teacher. Um, you know, sometimes there was people doing like someone got called out, I think, for drinking alcohol or, or stealing something in the cinema. And so you have all the managers and the um, 
what do you call the people? The ushers, like, running through with flashlights looking for people. That's exciting. Uh, the movie paused for a long time, which sucked. But, um, you know, it's something. It's like an adventure. It's a story to tell. And when someone, man, when someone is a fartist like that and really leaves uh, a memory, you know, you got you to gotta give it to them. You got to give it to them. So I don't know. Let's see here. No, I don't want to end on this one. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, we're going to end on this one. This looks ridiculous. It's a woman looking for a man. And it goes like this. If you want to be in the child's life, it'll be born soon, which is a gr- such a great intro. Just get it, get it all, <laughs> get it out of the way, get it right up front. Don't waste any time. This guy's busy. He's got things to do. He's got, you know, he's got to, he's got, he's got work. You know, you're busy. You got, obviously you got a family on the way. You got to save up money. You're probably working extra hours over at the penny safe. You got to put it all together. Get it out in front. Don't waste time. If you want to be in the child's life, it's going to be born soon. So there you go. And she goes, I hope you will. Well, there we go. That's nice. She says, I'm a Mexican-American. I'm five foot four, hundred pounds. Oh, 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 oh. She says, I am Mexican-American, five foot four, hundred pounds when we, hundred pounds when we screwed. <laughs> so she's very clearly not a hundred pounds anymore. I love that she even puts that in there. Obviously, if you're not what, you know, I'm guessing eight or nine months pregnant, you're not going to be 100 pounds anymore. But that's funny. Five foot four, 100 pounds when we screwed, which is just, mm, what a poetic way to ask if you'd like to be in the life of the child. You told me you were a business entrepreneur. I'm guessing this guy isn't. She said, I tried to draw you. I'm no police sketch artist, but I think the resemblance is there. Are you kidding me, guys? I wish I could show you this drawing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's like this. You know, do you remember that viral uh, video that went around of them saying that there was like a, a, a criminal in the local neighborhood and someone drew a rend- like an artist rendition and it was a, it was a seriously like a single line leprechaun drawing? It was just a, like a square, like a triangle for a hat and like a circle for a face, two dots and a smile, and it looked like a leprechaun. It looks exactly like that. It's just, it's just I, I'm not a police sketch artist, but I think there was, also, is that the highest, like, is that the highest honor that an artist can be as a police sketch artist? Like, I tried to draw you. You don't, you, you don't say something like, well, I'm not Picasso, you know, whatever. Like, they say, I'm no police sketch artist. Like, that's how low the bar is for this person. But I think the resemblance is there. You are Middle Eastern, tallish, had about a six and oh, had about a six and a half inch wiener, and we had sex three times, and then you disappeared. She doesn't say wiener, but I don't want to say what she says because wiener's funnier. So you know, I'm not a sketch artist. I wish she would have drawn the wiener because then at least we'd know if it was actually the guy. How is this guy gonna look at this picture of this circle with with dots for eyes and know if that's him if he doesn't see the drawing of the wiener? Come on, you gotta be specific. He doesn't have time. He doesn't know if he wants to be in the child's life. You have to be clear. Anyway, you had sex three times and he disappeared. And she says, if anybody from the village area recognizes this man, let him know he has a baby son coming. What village? Where do you live? What is this for? Where do you think? Do you think he's going to get on here being like, I got to find that lady. I wonder if I got her pregnant, you know? Wondered about that quite a lot. Um, I don't think it's going to work out for them. I I hope that the son is happy and healthy. And uh, yeah, you know, I just, I don't see this relationship working out. But sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes... Life just doesn't work out the way that you thought it would. Much like this episode of the podcast. We had kind of a slow start. A lot of just jibber-jabber about what's going on in my life. I didn't, you know, to be 100% honest with you guys, I wasn't totally prepared for today, but I didn't want to skip an episode. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to do that anymore. So I'm not gonna. That means some episodes are going to be just a gamble. It's going to be a roll of the dice, you know? You're going to get what you're going to get here at Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. And, but you're, what you're always going to get is honesty. And you're always going to get a little silliness. A little, you're, going to, you're going to be entertained. That's the goal. That's always the end goal. 
we are going to deliver. You just don't know what you're going to get. Maybe you wanted, uh, maybe you wanted an omelet. We're going to give you scrambled eggs. Maybe you wanted a ham sandwich. Oopsie daisy, it's bruschetta. Okay. Um, yeah. So, guys, thank you so much for being here today. It's been a fun episode. Misconnections are always a blast. Uh, maybe we can do more of that if you would like. You can uh, let me know. We can go to at artsy-fartsy-immigrants on Instagram and give us a uh, follow, send a message. Uh, you can also hit me up at Jordan Prince. Uh, TikTok channels at Jordan Prince Official. And otherwise, you know, we've got an email. Biggest thing for us is please to go uh, to uh, wherever you listen to this show. If it's Apple Podcast, if it's Spotify, uh, wherever you listen and you know if you can give us a thumbs up or a rating or a comment or something it really helps the algorithm push our show up to new listeners share it with your friends tell your friends about it um, that really goes a long way for small shows like us I really mean it I'm not just saying it because you hear that in all the other podcasts that you listen to but when you just tell a few people about it someone might check it out and then they might share it and that's how it goes around okay word of mouth is old school and it's the way to do it Give us a share, give us a like, tell a friend. We appreciate it. It goes a long way. I really appreciate it. So thank you very much for listening. Um, We had a silly, goofy time, but I'm happy that I got to deliver it for you, and I hope I distracted you a little bit from anything that you didn't want to be focusing on today. Um, Yeah, I love you guys, and I will be back next week. I'm not sure if Mo will, but we'll see. It's a gamble, baby. It's a gamble. Let's roll those dice. All right, guys. uh, See you next week. Bye-bye. 